So it's past midnight, and it's Judson and Tino standing on the shore of the Rio Grande here at the U.S.-Mexico border. Yeah, we're, we're here to expose the crisis of hypocrite douchebags from the U.S. Senate descending en masse on our border with Mexico in some kind of bizarre act of partisan political theater. Now, did you say en masse? I did. Or en masse or en masse? En masse. I, I, I don't know. That's kind of pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Judson, over there. I think I see one of the worst ones. Well, my aspiration is to, uh, oh, I don't know, be in a t- teen tit film like that guy who played Horatio. Well, other than that, uh, take over the world. World domination, you know, rule everything. Duck, duck. <laughs> And over there, it's another one. I believe that the president has learned from this case. <laughs> You hear that? Justin, Justin, something in the bushes behind you. Oh my God. Hey guys, wanna party? Can I, can I go home now? I don't have the milk of mother's kindness in me anymore. Yeah, that udder's been dry for a while now. Get me a vodka rocks. Mom, it's breakfast. And a piece of toast. thinks I'm too critical. That's another fault of hers. The C word. You're not getting a boat. Michael. Mom, I'm, I'm, I'm right in the middle of something. Get rid of the C word. I'll leave when I'm good and ready. I can't deal with the fact that my family is falling apart now that I really need you. Oh, Michael, honey. I want to cry so bad. I don't think I can spare the moisture. You're listening to Facts and Friends. Welcome to this Hillary Clinton Suez sex trafficking cruise episode of the Facts and Friends podcast. (laughs) My name is Tino, and with me, as always, is my friend and co-host. Most of you know him best as the penis-obsessed navigator of the MV Ever Given. Wait. It's Judson. What? Hello, Judson. Penis-obsessed? (laughs) <laughs> you don't know why? Um, no, I, 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 I do. I do. Okay, would you like to explain? A friend of the show, uh, uh-huh. sh- former former co-host, Chris, right. shared with us the map that the the, the, the Evergreen, Ever Given? I don't know. Ever Given. Yeah. That the, 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 the big boat took uh, before it- Hillary Clinton's <laughs> sex trafficking. Right. Before boat. it lodged itself in the Suez Canal blocking all traffic. And it looks like a dick. Yeah, the path looks like a dick and balls. Yeah. And and it's just purely probably coincidental. God. Does, Maybe not. I don't know. That's hard to believe. <laughs> like, what logical sense did that path make? Uh, I don't know. If, but but you really think like he was trying to make a, a dick and balls with the boat before the crash? Is that? So there's this game that I play. Uh-huh. And there's this section in it where you have to lay down a path of gunpowder. A path of gunpowder. Oh, fun game. And, and every time I do it, I try to make the path into the shape of the cock and balls. <laughs> I, 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 and yeah, and then, okay. it, then it's... <laughs> so, yes, I can see someone doing that on purpose. <laughs> I guess, I guess with, that's what I'm with saying. A, with a game, one thing, but I, 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 like as the captain of a vest... I, I don't know. It's got to be a boring job. Got to spice it up How a little I bit. I get that, but... Yeah, well, you tell me. Was it on purpose? You're the navigator. I have, I have no idea. They don't let me in on those sorts of uh, those decisions. Uh-huh. They tell me where they want to go. I get there with whatever artistic license I feel like. Fair enough. (laughs) 
Well, if you didn't recognize it, that voice that we featured in our opening theme this week was that of Jessica Walter. She, yeah. She played Lucille Bluth on Arrested Development, the first two seasons of which are some of my favorite TV comedy of all time. Also an Archer. Yeah, right. She also starred in the anime, in uh, the comedy series Archer. Yeah. Uh, well, sadly, as Judson knows, she passed last week, and we just wanted to honor her in our own little way. We both love her to death. Yeah, she's amazing. She was amazing. Thanks for making us laugh, Jessica. Indeed. So, Judson, a lot of our listeners have been asking for an update on your dad, who, who you told us last week was, yeah, sorry to trigger you right at the top of the show. Kind of a lot has happened. <laughs> so you told us last week that your dad was hospitalized with COVID pneumonia. Correct. Many of our listeners have, in fact, inquired as the address of the hospital and room number, so they might send an appropriate get well token. I don't know if shit express delivers to hospitals. <laughs> Dicks by Can mail you call might. A bag of gummy dicks at token. Yeah. Dicks, dicks by mail might deliver there. I don't know about okay. Shit Express though. Anyway. All right. Well, why don't you give us an update? Well, the update is he was uh, released from the hospital on Thursday uh, this past week. So he stayed. Uh, uh, so he went to the hospital on Sunday. He left on Thursday. So four-ish, five-ish Four day stay. Days, yeah. Uh, he's uh, home recovering. Is taking supplemental oxygen still. Still not out of the woods oh. yet, I would say, but is, well, I, I spoke to him uh, afterward. He called, my son's birthday was this week as well. I uh, just turned 12 and so he called to wish him a happy birthday. I actually let my son answer the phone so they talked for a little while and then I talked to him and he assured me that he was doing better and that, you know, he was just very grateful that things had seemed to have worked out. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get into, I, I, I was trying very hard not to berate him further for the for the vaccine issues and so we i was just that kind could of not have been easy for you in particular took everything yeah. i had yeah. and in retrospect wish i hadn't wasted my effort oh so <laughs> but it took everything i had not to be you know that i told you so guy on the phone just basically just saying well i'm glad you're i'm glad you're feeling better uh, my sister and i agree he seemed a little loopy a little high mm. uh, probably the steroids that he's still on did you enjoy the bumper that i picked uh for your post father hospitalization story last week what would remind me what it was i, I heard was it. i told you so oh yes <laughs> yeah i did yeah and anyway we got off the phone and i talked to my sister a little bit and and we you know compared notes and she agreed that he was sounded like almost manic sort of a little bit with her Uh, hyper, I guess, was what she put Okay. It. And then I was we sat down at the table for, for lunch. My wife and my son, the whole family, oh, okay. all, all of us all were right. there. And uh, I was just kind of making conversation, talking about our days so far. And I, I told my wife that my dad had called to talk to my son for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, good. How is he? And my son said, oh, fine. And then he says, he takes a breath and he goes, he said he was totally over COVID and everyone's being too cautious. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> So drugged up, taking supplemental oxygen. Yeah, it's totally recovered, first of all. (laughs) And if he had left it at totally recovered, I don't know that I'd be mad. That'd be like a, you know, just reassuring, like the way I tell my kids, yeah, I'm I'm over cancer. It's not not something you have to worry about anymore, even though I'm obviously, you know, have to keep getting checked out and make sure that- Did he send you any proof of life videos while he was in the hospital? (laughs) He did not. I, (laughs) I deliberately didn't call him. Uh, I talked only to my stepmother to get the updates, but- if he had just left it at, you know, I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm, 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 you know, I don't need, I don't want you to worry. Everything's going to be fine. Just a positive spin, you know, just a, 
just that positive outlook, I don't think I'd have a problem with it. But when he goes off and says something so ridiculous is that everyone's being too cautious, something so patently false. To who I think he hopes is an impressionable child. I I agree. Like, he didn't say that to me. He didn't say that to my sister because he fucking knows better. And knows that I, I would have lost my shit the way I did almost with my son right there. But the, the the funny part to me is that my son is not as impressionable as he thinks he is. My son no. has his own opinions. That is your son. <laughs> my son has his own opinions, and I try to answer his questions as honestly as I can. I don't badmouth my dad to him, despite the terrible views my dad has about right. a lot of things. I didn't tell my son that my dad refused to get vaccinated. Uh, I, I didn't t- tell him all the things that might uh, prejudice him against my dad. Mm-hmm. Yet when he goes and says stuff like this he's basically prejudicing my son against himself like he my son knows that was a stupid thing to say right like like that's not something that is going to make him rethink all the people wearing masks everywhere he's going to say you didn't roll your eyes or anything oh no i did at the table because my son rolled his eyes at at it too when he said it he's like oh everyone's being too cautious and i'm like oh god and and i just like clench my fist and my wife like gives me a wide-eyed look (laughs) like uh (laughs) uh-oh and tino knows my wife and i do let's put it put this all in context (laughs) let's put this all in context for you it was so bad and offensive that my wife stopped me this morning and was like i'm thinking about saying something to your dad wow because your wife is switzerland (laughs) she is absolutely the the peacemaker the neutral one yeah who tries very hard not to be involved in any of that i don't think she'll go through with it uh i think she'll rely on me to do that i think you're right yeah it's not her style (laughs) and i don't know that i will i might just ignore him again you also told me off the air that he had a uh a bit of a surprise coming his way if he thought he still didn't need to get vaccinated Yes, I'm definitely going to require a vaccine before we visit or allow him to visit. That is the medical advice that I get. I see from the CDC. So that's what I'm going with. Can you record that conversation for us? <laughs> I, I doubt play it. that went on the air. I doubt it, but I'll I'll, I'll see what I can do. Right. It's going to go. It's going to go great. What are the recording laws in your state? That's a good question. There's one party permission here. I'll I'll, I'll have to check. Okay. I think that's out the window if you broadcast it. (laughs) (laughs) Telegraphing it. I don't think, I don't think he's a listener. Unlike my mom. (laughs) We, we suspect he listened to one episode of the old show. I'm pretty sure he heard the Father's Day one or my stepmother did at least one of the, like the first Father's Day one we did. Not fans. Not, not, no, they did not. They didn't stick around. (laughs) I don't know why. I just. I wish your son a happy birthday too. I said, happy birthday or whatever. (laughs) He replied, thanks. Or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> I was just trying to wish him a happy birthday. <laughs> the way, in his own language, in his own voice. And he replied. He did. In kind. Yeah. I think I nailed it. <laughs> you do have the mind of a 12-year-old. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks for the update, Judson. We oh, do sure. have two big stories to talk about this week. Both horrifying, because after all, this is a comedy show. Right, of course. We talk about the worst things and, and laugh about them in the background. Yeah, I... I listened back to the, the show last week and there was this point where I laughed and it was so inappropriate. I don't remember. It wasn't because something was funny. It was because I was so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. An awkward laugh. That's a thing. Yeah, Nervous it's, laughter. But it, but it just sounded so inappropriate. <laughs> Bothered me. Sorry. So, But you know what's interesting about the main stories we're, we're going to talk about this week? What's that? They kind of play into our ongoing rivalry a little bit. So back in episode 13 of this podcast, we played our signature game. Who has the biggest asshole? That's right. Trademark. Yes. So that edition of the game was a contest between Colorado's Lauren Boebert. Right. Also known as Ya Girl. I mean, at, I'm, I'm, random, at, my randomly assigned girl, <laughs> woman. You picked her. <laughs> I, I picked a number or a letter. 
Maybe. I was thinking about it. You picked C. I picked C for Colorado, apparently, yeah. You might you could have you could have just as easily I could have just as easily given you Marjorie Taylor Green. You you absolutely this could C have. would have been for something else. <laughs> we didn't know how bad she was then. Oh my gosh. We had a sneaking suspicion. We, we knew she was bad, but they've only gotten worse. Well, the other contestant in that game was Georgia's Marjorie Taylor Green, right? Of course, the ultimately, ultimately the winner. Ultimately the winner, and she just keeps piling on. She does, just running up the score. Well, guess what states we're visiting this week? Oh God, damn it, Colorado and Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So exciting. Yeah, we're gonna start off in Colorado. Colorado. Okay. You know, I I don't think our collective tears had had a chance to dry after the Atlanta area hate murders before another depraved mass murderer decided to gun down nine innocent people and one other in the supermarket in Colorado last week. Yep. Now, I understand that my choice to describe the victims that way might be a bit controversial, but let's get into that in a moment. Okay. First, a little bit about this most recent and all too familiar mass shooting. The story is more or less the same every time. Some young male, likely with serious mental health issues and definitely an AR-15, has a bad day and multiple human lives are lost. Skip to act three, nothing gets done about it. Then ultimately there's a reboot in a few days or, or months. Yep, usually days. Often days. Yeah. In this case, it was days. Well, a couple things that struck me about this preventable tragedy. Last week when we talked about the Atlanta killer, at the tail end, I brought up religion in passing. Right, we didn't even have time to cover it, as I recall. Right, because I mean, at least in that particular killer's mind, religion played a part in his motive. Right, he was blaming it all on sex addiction. Yeah. And then blaming his religion for making him hate himself for sex I, I don't know right but i never brought up what his religion was and neither yeah, did you didn't most, really I need did, to. well you could guess <laughs> but neither did most news organizations when they were reporting it funny thing about that is that the killer's religion did come up in the colorado shootings didn't it it did and we we know why well tell us why why is that shooter's religion featured prominently in reports and discussions but not the atlanta killers and i'm actually not sure if he is muslim but his name sounds quote sounds muslim to people and that's right why it was mentioned in the first place right because muslim that's why right and like i said i don't i i maybe he is i, I don't i don't know do, do, do we have confirmation that he is actually muslim i think i think so okay. I, I i i'm not 100 positive but i thought i had read that it, i don't want to say like, absolutely could be sure. the case i just know that it was the moment you heard his name, you knew where the conversation was going to go. He has an Islamic name. Well, and ultimately, it doesn't really doesn't matter, matter, right? Any more than it mattered in the f case of the first killer in Atlanta. It doesn't matter to, to sensible people. I really shouldn't say first killer because he's far from the first. No, he's not. But it does. the religion of the person has no bearing, or the lack of religion has no right. bearing. Doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter a bit. So that's not why they're doing this. Right, but you can't. You can't report one mass killing as Muslim man kills 10 people and not the other one as Christian man kills eight people. Exactly. There should there should be parity there, and there isn't. There isn't. But the, the Christians are so persecuted. <laughs> Why am I persecuted? Now, about what I said earlier regarding the victims. Admittedly, I was being intentionally provocative. Also vague, though. And vague. Yeah. But it's also a powerfully ironic example of what's so wrong with gun culture in our country. The, the victim I did not include as innocent was, the, in fact, the youngest victim. Uh, his, he was 20, just turned 20 years old. Uh, his name is or was Denny Stong. Okay. Just uh, days before he was gunned down in this mass shooting, he asked his Facebook friends to honor his birthday by making a donation to the National Foundation for Gun Rights. Oh. Per that foundation's website, their mission is to, quote, expand pro-gun precedents and defend gun owners. Yeah. Familiar now, with some of their work. Not a great organization. No. 
definitely not. I'm in no way saying Mr. Stong got what he deserved. No one deserves to be gunned down while going about their everyday lives in what should be a safe place. For sure. But Mr. Stong's support for gun culture does make him indirectly responsible, at least in part, for his own death. Uh, I mean, well, you can argue, you can disagree. I see what you're saying. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I disagree so much as I would just qualify that. I mean, he clearly was advocating for even laxer laws than we currently have in place. Right. You know, and that just doesn't make any sense. The the laws we have in place are not doing what we need to do to keep our, our country, our people safe from gun violence. That's because of gun culture. Because here. of this culture, exactly. You're, that he supports right. and wants people to give money to. I've read reports that say he was he had just turned twenty, but he couldn't wait for his twenty first birthday so he could get his concealed carry permit. Of course, yeah. Well, you know the argument they're going to make there is that if he only he had been twenty one, he would have been able to stop this man. Oh, oh, absolutely. I'm yeah. sure they have made that argument. Anyway, one other thing I suspect is that much like your father's opinion about COVID nineteen. Had Mr. Stong not succumbed to his injuries, he would still staunchly support U.S. gun oh, culture. Oh, absolutely. Gun laws in the United States are broken. And gun culture in this country, largely pushed by the right, is an enormous obstacle to moving in the right direction. Now, I'm far more extreme than maybe even you, Judson. Certainly your average Democrat when it comes to guns. Yeah, absolutely. You are. I don't even think the police should carry guns, except in very specific circumstances, not traffic cops. And I actually don't think that my view is extreme, particularly for those considering themselves constitutional originalists. It's only extreme in the sense that th this will never happen in our country. Well, not in the foreseeable future. Right. But the Second Amendment doesn't guarantee a citizen the right to guns. Period. It just doesn't. Never has. The Supreme Court pretty much rewrote the Second Amendment in 2008, the Heller yeah. case. Yep. And it was a five to four decision. Five and two of the five were justices that were appointed by a president who did not win the popular vote. Yep. There are more of those now. <laughs> Even more. <I> think. <laughs> there are four now. Nearly half the court. You know, your girl, <laughs> twice arrested Lauren Boebert, did something surprising in the wake of this horrific shooting, Judson. She took down her Zoom call gun altar for an interview. <laughs> I don't know if that's surprising. It's surprising to me because if guns aren't the problem, why take them down? Uh, clearly, her guns were canceled by the liberal left, and that is why the guns were not there anymore. They came and took her guns. Obama showed up at her door and took her guns. Right. I don't. I don't know. There, I mean, there is. There are models throughout the world in other countries um, for gun control that work. Yeah, for sure. Japan comes to mind, where you can get a gun. Yeah, fewer than 10 gun deaths a year on yeah. average. It's, it's, one, it's one of the lowest, if not the lowest uh, rate of gun violence in, at least gun deaths in the world. Yeah, to get a gun there, you have to jump through quite a few hoops and you have to actually train how to use the gun. You have to be certified. You have to refresh said training to keep your gun. You have to, it all just makes so much sense. Yeah, okay, if you want a gun, we just have to make sure that you are qualified to possess one and mentally cleared to own a weapon that can take someone's life with the twitch of a finger. Well, it's almost like trying to like join the FBI or something where they do background checks of like you, your family, make sure you're not in any sort of like huge debt where you might become desperate for money in some fashion. There's all kinds of checks in place that just simply don't exist here. And I'm not saying their system is perfect. No, of course not. No system can be. And we don't have time be. to go into it in depth, but yeah. it, it's a lot closer to, it, it works a lot better than what we have. Clearly. I mean, just given the three mass murders in the span of a week. Well, that's quite enough from Colorado, I think. Yeah. <laughs> More, more than enough. Yeah. We even stopped off in Japan. <laughs> you can tell that the navigator of the MV ever, whatever the heck it's called, <laughs> the Suez ship yeah. is uh, navigating this show. We're going to Georgia from Colorado by way of Japan. You could draw a pretty big dick between here and Japan. I'm just going to say. You, could, you really could. <laughs>
Let's get on that. <laughs> we'll be right back. The Facts and Friends podcast is brought to you by people like you. More and more, corporate America is taking over the podcast scene. Your support helps stave off a complete takeover. Please take a moment to share the podcast with your friends and followers via social media or word of mouth. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for helping out. It really does mean a lot. Welcome back. Oh, thanks. We've been over this. <laughs> Sorry. It's just always nice to feel like someone's talking to me. So we've touched down here in Georgia for something far more disturbing than a mass shooting. State number two. <laughs> Which, let's face it, is just another day in the U.S. these days. Yeah. I am talking about the far-reaching, deeply partisan, and bigoted voter suppression bill that was signed into law in Georgia last week. Yeah. Now, I've definitely been saying this for years, but... When Republicans lose, they find ways to bend the rules or outright cheat in order to preserve or expand their power. They are the definition of minority rule at this point. Right. Nationally, the Electoral College and the U.S. Senate guarantee them far more power than they popularly deserve. Add to that state-level gerrymandering, voter suppression laws, and registry purges, and you see how Republicans manage to hold on to power despite being substantially outnumbered by moderates and liberals. Yep. But Georgia now has taken it a step further. And to be quite honest with you, I doubt they'll be the last state to do this. Oh, no, there were some 250 or 300 bills working their way through state legislatures. Yeah, I suspect when it all is said and done, Georgia won't even ha have the most egregious example of voter suppression laws. Yeah, Georgia's getting the most pro the highest profile right now because they have actually signed a bill into law and because of the historic nature of Georgia in the last election. Now, before we talk about the Georgia law in depth, it's important to understand how what Georgia did is even possible. And for that, we have to go back to 2013 <laughs> and this. Welcome to See You Next Tuesdays, the Facts and Friends Supreme Court podcast you neither know nor love. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Our answer to the first Monday Supreme Court podcast, it gets classier every time I hear it. <laughs> So, Justin, tell, tell the listeners what happened in 2013. Well, I assume you're referring to the Shelby County case. I am. Yeah. It was a voting rights case. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And essentially what it was saying is Shelby County in Alabama, I believe, was challenging the 1965 Voter Rights Voting Rights Act. and Parts of it, yeah. Parts of it, yeah. Basically, the rule was that states that had histories of voter suppression and racially discriminating against voters had to get prior approval to change their voting laws. Right. To make sure that those changes would not adversely disproportionately. impact. Yeah, disproportionately disproportionately impact voters of color. And so, unfortunately for, I think, everyone, the Supreme Court decided in a 5-4 to four decision that they didn't have to do that anymore. That was, that was thrown out the window. Chief Justice Roberts actually wrote the opinion, and the quote <laughs> that has been spread around about that, uh, I, I should read right now, I guess. Uh, he said, Our country has changed, and while any racial discrimination in voting is too much, Congress must ensure that the legislation it passes to remedy that problem speaks to current conditions. Voter registration and turnout numbers in the covered states have risen dramatically in the years since. Essentially, John Roberts said, voting discrimination was not really that big a deal anymore, and these requirements of these uh, states from the Old South were too onerous to keep, to keep imposed. That's right. 
Racism in the deep racism south was over. is over. As, uh, yeah, racism was over. So, yay, we did it. So by essentially saying racism or racial bias was no longer a problem in these southern states, the Supreme Court effectively gutted the Voting Rights Act of 1965. And what experts said would happen, happened and is happening. Happened immediately. They started passing all kinds of laws. Absolutely. And with this Georgia law, it's it's just getting worse. Yeah. Prior, as you mentioned, prior to the Shelby County decision, Georgia actually would have had to have gotten federal approval to enact this law. Right. Exactly. Before it could be put into place. Right. And there's now we're getting to this in a minute, but there's now more legislation or more another case before the court that's been argued uh, in Arizona. Right. That is going to challenge even the ability of states or uh, or injured parties to seek redress in the courts after those laws have been passed. So let's talk about the Georgia law specifically. Sure. And why perhaps many legal scholars are likening it to Jim Crow 2.0. Yeah. First off, and importantly, I think, it's based on lies. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) The justification given for the law, according to Governor Brian Kemp, is that there were unresolved questions about whether the 2020 election in Georgia was conducted fairly. Well, there were questions, but I do not believe they were unresolved. Nor were they legitimate. They just simply did not like the resolution. Here is Georgia State Senator Butch Miller miraculously expelling intestinal gas from his mouth. (laughs) We have a lack of confidence in the ballot box and the integrity of the ballot box, and we have to restore that. Do you know why, Butch? (laughs) I do. I do. Do you know why some of your voters may have a lack of confidence in the ballot box? I know you know, Judson. Put your hand down. I'm I'm talking to Butch. You always think I'm talking to you. I'm sorry. Here's a hint, Butch. It has nothing to do with passing out food and water to voters who've been waiting hours in long lines. Okay. Can can you get it, Butch? I, I see your hand, Judson. Put it down. Okay, fine. All right. Butch, we're going to phone a friend. Your friend, Butch, not ours. (laughs) As far as the ballots are concerned, it's a disaster. This is going to be a fraud like you've never seen. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. They rigged an election. They rigged it like they've never rigged an election before. And that is why a sizable percentage of the electorate in Georgia and, in fact, the entire United States have doubts Butch Miller. Yeah. Because of lies spread by you and your spray tan savior. You let the guy run around for months after the election, even before the election, claiming it would be stolen, and then you're surprised that there's some sort of lack of confidence in the ballot box. It's it's a self-propagating issue. You, you made the problem that you're trying to claim to solve now. They do that a lot. They do that a lot. It's true. Perry Bacon Jr., at 538.com kind of nailed name. it. That's a good Perry name. That's a good name. Jr. Yeah. Uh, he does. Well, it's an okay name. It's, <laughs> it's overrated. A... <laughs> uh, Agree to disagree. Anyway, Perry Bacon Jr. <laughs> kind of nailed it when he wrote this, quote, America is a country with a declining democracy because it has one major party that increasingly does not respect the results of elections that it loses or the right to vote of people who oppose it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. Votes for us are good Votes against us are not real votes. Right. 
that's why you got you've got the mixed the uh, vote mantras chance at the when the voting was happening when the vote counts were happening. One group wants to stop counting. One group wants to count all the votes, and they're both in favor of the same candidate because the situations were different in the states. Right, they had different views on which votes were good. Also worth noting, and either another huge irony this episode or an intentional bit of theater. Governor Kemp signed the law seated at a conference table. Behind him, hanging on the wall was a painting of a slave plantation where more than 100 black people had been enslaved. And standing with him, a bunch of white guys. That's it. So what does the law do? What what, what does it do besides keep us from giving people water in line? Well, we'll get to that. But one terrifying thing that it does is transfer a significant amount of power to run elections from the secretary of state and local counties to a state board, which will almost certainly be dominated by partisan Republicans. Rest assured, this board would likely not hesitate to overturn the results of a free and fair election if their candidate loses. And if this law remains unchanged and there are already legal challenges making their way through the courts full of seats stolen by Mitch McConnell... (laughs) I predict you will see the voters will overturned by this small group of partisan politicians. I think that will happen. For sure. You know, they want to do what Trump asked them to do in 2020. Instead of having to convince one relatively principled Republican, Raffensperger, who is Secretary of State of Georgia. You've got a bunch of cronies. You've got a bunch of cronies in there that you've packed into this, this board. He'll do whatever you say. Right. They just overturn the election. Well, also what this law does is it makes it harder for poor people and people of color to vote. We mentioned handing out the water. It does this in a few ways, though. Well, the water thing is ridiculous. At least, I mean, there's just no sense to it. Here's a clip from, uh, I think it's CBS Nightly News. The new law expands early voting days statewide, but also enacts stricter ID requirements on absentee ballots, reduces early voting for runoff elections, and makes it a crime to deliver food and drinks to people waiting in line to vote. Long lines are common in urban, predominantly black parts of the state. Okay, first of all, they intentionally make those lines long, not just in Georgia. They For they sure. do not have adequate polling removed, stations in poor. They removed hundreds of polling places. Yeah. With the intent of discouraging people from voting because the lines were too long. Even Lindsey Graham is against this part of the law, though he's for the rest of it. The food and water one or the... Yeah, the food and water part. Well, the food and water one isn't... It's purely punitive. Like, it doesn't have Do you know any... how many people are going to say, fuck you, and get arrested handing out food and water? There are already law firms and organizations that are offering to represent anyone arrested for del- distributing food and water in the area that they represent pro bono. That's good to hear, because it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. And what is that going to lead to? Someone's going to get shot. Yeah. Well, just like last time, there will be violence, right? Yeah. Well, Judson, it wouldn't be a complete Republican fuck you to democracy without their signature (laughs) twist of the knife. This time, it came in the form of this. The governor is signing a bill that affects all Georgians. Why is he doing it in private? And why is he trying to keep elected officials who are representing us out of the process? Exactly. Are you serious? No, you are not. Represent... She's not under arrest. What for what? Under arrest for what? For trying to see something that our governor is doing? Our governor is signing a bill that affects all Georgians, and you're going to arrest an elected representative. That was Georgia State Representative Park Cannon knocking on Governor Kemp's door as he's signing this egregious bill into law. And while doing this, she gets arrested. She assaulted that door, Tino. I saw the video. She's knocking on the door. Yeah, she's knocking on the, gov- knocking on the door of the governor's office while he's inside signing a bill in private that will strip so many guarantees and rights from Georgia citizens. Right. And they arrested her. Yep. For knocking on a door. 
Who doesn't think someone's going to get shot when they're handing out food and water? What would have happened if, if it had been a white guy doing it? Knocking on the door. What do you think? Nothing. 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 We, we wouldn't have heard a thing about it. Nothing would have happened. It was a black woman. Right. Arrested. I can't wait for the lawsuit. Yeah, definitely. They charged her with a felony, I think. Did they really? I think it was. I think it is a felony of some sort. What was the charge? Do you know? Uh, I'll pull it up. Two felonies. Two felonies. They charged her with two felonies. Two felonies. Yep. Was one charged with obstruction of law enforcement and disruption of the general assembly. Knocking on governor door while black. Was that Knocking one? Knocking on It's it's just phrased differently. Maybe it's like a superseding charge they didn't mention yet. <laughs> okay. Holy shit! There's no systemic racism in the United States, particularly in law enforcement. Not a bit. Remember what the people charged with uh, trespassing in the Capitol? Mostly misdemeanors, yeah. Yeah, so violent assault on the nation's capital. Calling for violence while they're there. Threatening to execute the vice president. Yeah. Execute the speaker of the house. Misdemeanors, mostly. Well, they were all Antifa anyway. <laughs> and then knocking on the door of the governor's office in Georgia. Felonies. Unarmed. <laughs> Un- unarmed as a representative of the state. <laughs> An elected representative. All right. This voting rights is one of biggest problems ahead of us right now. No, oh, absolutely. Because they can't win fair elections. They can't win fairly, so they're stealing elections. They, they have to disenfranchise voters who don't support them. They'd already been doing it, but it wasn't enough. Of course not. And if this isn't enough, they'll do more if they can get away with it. They absolutely will. They don't want people to vote if they aren't going to support them. And this is why as hot button issues like abortion are in the Supreme Court, it's these decisions that expand minority power. Like Shelby County is a big deal. Yeah, it was. I mean, we said it at the time. I mean, yeah. we knew this was going to happen. And the the moderate sort of people tried to be like be like, "Oh no, racism's over. Everything's fine. You had a you have a black president. Everything's okay. We don't have to worry about this anymore." We're we're just it's trying to make those white people like you and me. I'm white-ish. You're white enough. I present as white. It's tr- it's trying to make. When someone reads my resume, Judson, they don't look at me, they don't look at me as white. The, well, because it has your name on it. Yeah, exactly. My name is really Hispanic. <laughs> yes, but it's trying to make those just suburban white people who are likely lean conservative a little bit. Right. It's trying to make them feel like they're doing the right thing by still leaning conservative. It's trying to make them say, oh, yeah, you're right. Racism isn't a problem. I've never dealt with racism in my life. Of course, it's not an issue. And it's good that the Supreme Court agrees with me. We don't have to have these silly laws still here. There's no reason to make Georgia get prior approval for changing its voting laws. They can do whatever they want. They're a state. Right. And they're not going to do anything really bad. It's just trying to make them look the other way and give them that cover to continue with this white supremacist power structure that we've had for the entire entire history of this country. And these changes are often incremental. You know, it doesn't happen all at once. At first, 2013, they kind of gutted the Voting Rights Act. Yeah, right up until it does all happen at once. Well, no. And and it's (laughs) the other thing people don't realize is, yes, it always, they're always going to spin it. Like, oh, this is to ensure confidence in the ballots. Yep. And completely ignoring why there was no, was a lack of confidence in the first place, as we already discussed. You created it. Yeah. All right. Finally, quoting once again from the highly overrated Mr. Bacon's Hey, hey, article. hey. <laughs> I just think Bacon's overrated. We know you think that, but- Maybe like, not this Bacon. I feel like that's that's a hot take that you're not, you, you can't really- yeah, I'm fine. not alone, but I'm in a, I'm in a minority. <laughs> you are in a minority. You are definitely in a minority. <laughs> are you trying to take my voice away in the anti-Bacon? <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm letting you s- speak your truth, Tino. Thank you. It's just wrong. 
<laughs> anyway, quoting again from Mr. Bacon's 538 article, Judson, why don't you read this? Put another way, Georgia Republicans didn't come out of the 2020 elections with the goal of finding new messages or policies to appeal to Georgia's growing population of people of color. They instead opted to imply that these voters participated in the Georgia elections in improper ways that should be prevented in the future. The Washington Post suggests in its motto that democracy dies in darkness, but based on the actions of much of today's Republican Party, it might be more accurate to say it's dying right out in the open daylight. We'll be right back. As the COVID-19 vaccines become available, you might be asking yourself, should I get it? And if I do, will I be able to go about life without putting my family at risk? You've got questions, and that's normal. The fact is, the vaccines are safe and effective. They're going to save lives. To get the latest on the COVID-19 vaccines, visit GetVaccineAnswers.org. Because getting back to the moments we miss starts with getting informed. It's up to you. No episode of the Facts and Friends podcast would be complete without that magical secret ingredient, Judson. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it is it the begging? It's the begging. <laughs> I was going to say, we actually didn't do it last week, though, so. We did. No, we begged for something else last week, just not for us. That's right. You're right. We did beg. We did beg. You're right. It was it was different begging. Different begging. Okay. Uh, your, your, your statement still holds true. Go ahead. Well, we make no money from the show. In fact, it costs us money from <laughs> equipment to. I, I saw the numbers, actually, finally. Oh, software subscription to advertising all we humbly and clumsily ask from you is to spread the word about our podcast to your friends and family please we're are, we're just about done with season one we have three more episodes in season one and we oh, have then we get a break right we do get a short break i think uh, short break i don't like that so anyway if you just tell your friends and family about our show, that would be fantastic. And uh, five-star reviews, also a great way to help if you haven't left one already. But thank you. Thank you for helping. The word is definitely getting out. The numbers are bigger every week, week over week, and it's fantastic. And, you know, it's it's we do this for you. So we, we you do just really help appreciate us it. The, the one thing that, you know, makes us feel like we're doing something almost worthwhile is that people seem to keep listening. So we, we really appreciate it. Absolutely. Although I think some, something almost worthwhile. You are a salesman at heart. <laughs> <laughs> we do a podcast, man. We're not curing cancer here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'd also love hearing from you. So uh, do drop us a comment or direct message on the Facts and Friends Facebook page, or you can follow us on Twitter. Twitter. At the Twitters. Twitter. At the Twitters. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's funny. Pronunciation is going to come up kind of come up here. It's your rebrand. <laughs> Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Facts and Friends. Facts, the letter N, friends. Individually, you can reach me on Twitter at Uncle Tortilla and Judson. Tell the good people how they can connect with you. I am at the fault. And my arse. The fault, the letter N, my arse. It's been misconstrued. Although mostly I'm on Facts and Friends. That's where I usually am posting these days. That's true. You are all over the Twitters with Facts and Friends. I love it. <laughs> also, once again, we want to thank the great folks over at the Witty Liberal Facebook page and liberalverse.com. They share our new episodes on their platform each week, along with a ton of other hilarious, sometimes thought-provoking progressive news and memes. Do check them out and give them a follow. Again, that's the Witty Liberal Facebook page and liberalverse.com. Com. So I don't know about you, Judson. Do you? You don't? Okay. I, well, I know some things about you. <laughs> okay. I know you once carried around an ileostomy bag. I did. I did. I did do that. Didn't we name it? Uh, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, what's his face? The Mooch. The Mooch. It was the Mooch. That's right. He's evolved since then. <laughs> he, he has. So so has the bag. So. So has the back. <laughs> They're in different places in their lives now. <laughs> well, Judson, I'm not, I didn't actually want to talk about your cancer. Everything oh, has to good. be about your cancer. I mean, you know. Cancer, cancer, cancer. <laughs> <laughs>
I can't wait for folks who haven't who didn't listen to the old show to hear us cover your cancer. <laughs> it's so bad. It's pretty good. It's and good at the same time. It's sad. Or... Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's good. It's a it's roller so coaster. Good. Anyway, Justin, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is something way more important. I'm in the market for a new pair of shoes. Oh, sure. That <laughs> definitely that's more important. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, your cancer's cured. I my shoe problem is not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now now I'm not much into fashion. You've met me. You know this. That's it's accurate. evident. Yep. Yep. I'm the worst gay on the planet. And he says he's not white, folks. Come on. <laughs> I say I'm gay. <laughs> you present white, especially in I your attire. You present white and straight, I think. <laughs> well, Judson, I don't think I've bought a pair of shoes in like five or more years. Okay. Sure. I feel like all a person really needs, at least a man, at least this man, is a dress pair of shoes, a casual pair, some hiking slash running shoes, slippers, but my dog eat the, my dogs eat those, so I don't uh. really keep them around very long sure and i i do enjoy the crocs i'm a fan <laughs> i don't like to have to tie shoes you might be a straight white guy actually <laughs> also a dad it. like a middle-aged that's my, dad that's my whole <laughs> shoe collection right there okay sure that's that's a lot that's that's i agree with you I, I i am also a straight white presenting man who has uh, those shoes sitting right next to me right here in this closet that i record in well there's a whole new category of shoe judson okay what is it? and now i feel like my shoe collection's incomplete go on satan sneakers or should i say oh. sneakers. <laughs> i have actually heard of these <laughs> have you was it perhaps me who shared them with you uh no actually facebook they've been all over facebook and twitter lately because the christians are mad they are mad we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that so it's funny i'm not a hip on all the the cool stuff that the kids are hip on so (laughs) i actually had to google pronunciation lil nas x yeah yeah. In order to make sure I didn't screw it up. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm glad you did that because I'm not sure I would have gotten it right. Right. So. No, I did. And, you know, <laughs> the ridiculous thing is that I did it so I wouldn't seem so out of touch. And now I'm telling the story that <laughs> you I did. absolutely are. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lil Nas, as they call him. Yep. Was, uh, I looked that up, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> famously known for his yeah, that's the difference between our show and like some right-wing pissant show like i don't know off the top of my head don't tread don't on america. america yeah uh-huh where they think uh eric swalwell's a senator <laughs> and i actually take the time to research how to pronounce right lil nas x and what he normally goes by and look up the charges against uh, uh park cannon representative park cannon yeah <laughs> Well, Lil Nas X is famously known for his crossover rap country song, Old Town Road. You know that song, Judson? I am. I. Yes. I know I've heard it. It's it's the kind of thing that sticks in your brain and you're not happy that it's there. But it was like everywhere for like six months solid, I feel like. It wasn't in this house, but I still (laughs) could not escape it. All right. Well, he's released some redesigned Nikes. And I should say that Nike denies any involvement in the shoe release. As as I would expect, given what what they're releasing. <laughs> I did tease them as Satan sneakers. You did, yeah. And I've seen them, so. I have to. They're exclusive, and only 666 of them will be produced. Right. Yawn. Come on, guys. You'd be more creative than that. The, the, but they're just, they would just, they're trying to drive the price up. They want to get the sneakerheads in. Oh, they've driven the price up. It's $1,018. Yeah, exactly. For, for you know why the, it's a thousand eighteen dollars? I do. Luke ten eighteen. Luke ten eighteen. That's right. <laughs> it's on the shoe. It's on the shoe, <laughs> and it refers to the biblical verse describing Satan's fall from heaven. Just to describe the shoe a little bit, they're black, uh, with a little pentagram pendant around the laces area. 
Okay. And we mentioned the Luke 1018 that's written on there. Also the, in red. In red. In red. Everything, all the writing on the shoes in red. The Also the version or the one of 666 or two of 666, depending yeah. on which of these exclusive shoes that you get will be on there. Those will be custom for each shoe. Yep. And then... This is the sh- the 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 piece de resistance. How would you say? How would you <laughs> that's say very that? Very pretentious. That's how very pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd say piece de resistance. Piece de resistance. <laughs> piece de resistance. <laughs> Inlaid above the length of the shoe's soles mm-hmm. is a tube filled with sixty-six cc's of red dye and wait for it, one drop of human blood. 66 cc's yeah holy shit so it the it gives the appearance of a tube of blood running yeah. along the side of the shoe and it's not entirely incorrect because there is actually a drop of human blood right in each shoe's tube that's just a lot of liquid to have in your shoe i feel like yeah 66 like, mils i mean that's what if you that's... have dogs my dogs chew shoes all the time they're gonna be red they're gonna be red dogs i once had a dog a, a, a white dog get a hold of a green pen what a disaster that was. <laughs> I'm sure you're wondering why? I'm actually wondering where? Where you can get them? No, where the blood came from. Oh. Is it, Lanas, is it, is it from the Nike sweatshop where they were originally made? No, I think it came <laughs> from the children in that ship in the Suez Canal, the Hillary Clinton <laughs> oh, sex trafficking of ship. Of course, that's why they blocked it. Baby's blood makes you young. I've heard that, yes. Right. <laughs> So let me explain this. This is a tie-in to a new song that Lil Nas has and a music video connected to the song. He released it this week. It's called Montero, Call Me By Your Name. Okay. <laughs> I guess I can't say this anywhere. It's, it says here, for those that aren't cool like me and Judson, but I think we established that we're not cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could, just, we could just interpret it differently. For those who aren't cool like me and Judson aren't cool. <laughs> I should tell you that Lil Nas is openly gay. Right. Which I knew. That was the th- thing I knew. The video for the song that inspired the shoes climaxes, and I watched the whole thing. Climaxes? You really, well, it paused that sentence at a very interesting point. <laughs> well, it climaxes with him giving Satan a lap dance on his throne. It is a hot, erotic lap dance. It's, it, it, it didn't foam that lap dance in. Well, that's good. So he gives Satan a lap dance on his throne in hell before snapping Satan's neck and then stealing his little horns and puts the horns on his head. So wait, why are the Christians mad about this? I don't know. He killed Satan. Like, isn't that a good thing? Well, he killed Satan to kind of become him in a way is what it suggests. Well, that's Because when he put the horns on, his eyes turn glowy, satanic. Oh, uh, okay. Well, as you kind of hinted at, Judson, the Christian right, which cherishes the Constitution and free speech, is <laughs> fully supportive of Lil Nas and his shoes, right? <laughs> Pastor Mark Burns who has been a CNN commentator and a Fox News commentator, was also made an appearance on our old show, that I'm going to get to in a second. He said, (laughs) quote, this is evil and heresy, and I pray that Christians rise up against this. Rise up against shoes. Did you say Jews? Shoes. Okay. (laughs) Be careful. (laughs) We've already been slapped with the anti-Semitic moniker by our friends at Don't Tread on Me, Rico. That's true. That's true. Uh, Do you remember Mark Burns from the old show? Do you remember? I don't remember the specific reason we talked about him, but I do. I'm familiar with him. We yet. talked about him because he came up in the Cohen tapes. Oh. So when the Cohen tapes came out, they talked about Mark Burns, and so we took this tangent. But who is Mark Burns? Mark Burns used to be the Trump administration faith advisor. A thankless and worthless job. Let's be honest. Yes, he also 
lied about his college record. He also said, quote, that Donald Trump is a great judge of character. (laughs) And the best part is that Mark Burns is also a staunch defender of proud bigot and alleged pedophile Roy Moore. We can probably dispense with the alleged. (laughs) (laughs) I would play the audio, but this close is running long, so let's not. (laughs) Also, up in arms was Grammy-winning Christian singer... I didn't look this one up. I'd go with Kaya. Sure. I'd go with Kaya, too. Kaya Jones. I told y'all what was up a long time ago. You are ready for what we are facing. Better start reading your Bible. I, I, I actually recommend that. Start reading your Bible. No, go ahead. There's no better way to make an atheist than to have people read the Bible. That's a good point. And South Dakota governor who botched her state's COVID crisis uh, so spectacularly her state has the highest per capita death rate in the country has finally found a cornerstone issue for her administration. <laughs> Christy Nome tweeted, our kids are being told that this kind of product is not only okay, it's, quote, exclusive. But do you know what's more exclusive? They're God-given eternal soul. Wait, no. Only 666 people get this. Everybody's supposed to get a soul, according to you. (laughs) I think the exclusive thing is the shoes, lady. (laughs) She says, we are in the fight for the soul of our nation. We need to fight hard. and We need to fight smart. We have to win. This is another person who is at least insinuating that she would like a more sort of Christian Sharia law type government here in the United States, a Christian theocracy. Absolutely. They are they are very much in favor of that. What it comes down to is they've been saying for years, the Christian right has been saying that gay people are not right with God, right? Correct. That they're going to hell and all Lil Nas is doing is saying, okay, so I'll go to hell then. And then they're mad? Like that's- That's an interesting take. I have a different one. Okay, go ahead. So I think he has every right to make whatever kind of music video or write whatever kind of song he wants. So any kind of shoe he wants. Sure. But I just ask him <laughs> in this uphill battle between the LGBT community and much of Christianity, is it necessarily helpful to depict homosexuality <laughs> as satanic? Just ask. I mean, I'm not saying it's helpful. I'm just saying that they're already saying you guys are of the devil. So, I mean. Yeah, but isn't this thing? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a little bit. Why would you lean into that? I think leaning into it is to make to, to make fun of it. The way you and I lean into stuff, right? So to, so to satirize it. I'm not sure that's. Yeah, they don't get satire. They really don't. And I'm also not sure that's what Lil Nas was doing. I'm not sure what he was doing. I'm not sure either. I'm not I'm not making claims. I'm just saying from the, the, the high level view we took it of this just now i could see that interpretation anyway you're gonna get a pair i don't think i'm exclusive enough actually 666 i I, i'm guessing i can't get my foot in the door so to speak for uh those shoes that's too bad yeah i mean also i'd be really worried about that that vial of dye breaking that's a lot of stuff yeah a lot of stuff how are they vetting the blood (sighs) how are they getting the blood you you, 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 know Okay. Maybe it's Lil Nas's blood. It, it could be. I, I, that's kind of why I was curious. Was it, it's, it's not clear like, who's, who it belongs to? Just It's just human blood. I have not seen just any reports. Just some that random that. human. Like It feels like you should have to source that. Like Be a little more careful about where and how you're acquiring human blood to put into your shoes. That's another sort of prickly issue when it comes to the LGBT community, human blood. Yes. Yes. Sexually active gay men can't give it. Yep. Maybe that's what he was trying to say. I don't know what he was trying to say. <laughs> I don't care. I'm glad it pissed off Christy Nome. That's all. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad Christy Nome said something ridiculous about the exclusivity of something. Right, just the opposite of exclusive. It's the opposite. It's the exact opposite. Everyone's got one, <laughs> except gay people. Except gay people. We are possessed by the ghosts of the opposite gender. Right, that's right. Listen back to our Halloween show, episode five, I think, if you'd like to hear more about that. 
<laughs> that is our show for this week. <laughs> Only three more episodes left in the season. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Take care. Wash your hands. Be safe. Get vaccinated. Please. Biden kept his promise. He's putting COVID relief out there. He's making America better. He's making America great again. He is bringing, David, I'm stopping you right there. I don't tolerate lies on my show. Ha 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 ha!